Hello, my beautiful beanies, and welcome to The Bean for Thursday. First with yesterday's news, I am Glenn ZB. We're looking back at Wednesday. And uh, Luxon wants to get rid of one of our public holidays. What's going on there? Uh, Roman thinks that CCTV is not necessarily the answer to stamping down on inner city crime. Uh, why aren't we watching Netflix anymore and uh, Marcus's love affair with corrugated cardboard? But before any of that, uh, this delay in getting out of MIQ, like the MIQ system, not actually getting out of MIQ. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, what does uh, Tim Beveridge make of all of that? Uh, actually, the other thing that's worth remembering, remember the, um, remember the petition from National back in November to end MIQ and the scorn that was poured upon that petition by people who thought, oh, no, this is no good, when in fact all along the ministry was sitting on advice that actually agreed with National. The Director General of Health and the Director of Public Health, they were saying, look, it's time to get rid of MIQ, and National had this petition, but oh, no. And yet, well, of course, that's why they kept it secret, but they keep everything secret because that's their default setting. But what we've got here, I think, is yet another example of the fact that the, the government, look, you can't necessarily criticise them for, the, for being cautious. The criticism is when they're, whether they're overcautious. And certainly they can be authoritarian, and that's the approach that they have preferred above all else, which has caused, I think, when you consider the thousands and thousands of New Zealanders who tried to get back into New Zealand who could have come back and were denied. The government's sure that it did the right thing, but you know what? I'm not so sure. Who a fired-up beverage there. Um, you don't want to get in the way of a fired-up beverage, let me assure you. Um, I, I'm, I'm assuming that was before he heard about uh, Luxon's plan to get rid of Labor Day. Luxon's gone off the deep end here, hasn't he? What, what's, what's the response like to that idea? Yeah, I do think um, uh, that um, we've got too many public holidays for the businesses. I, excuse me, I really like Marzariki scraps, but they won't agree to that. That would not do. Um, so the next thing, I think we have to have Labor Weekend because it's such so many months until October, even if we don't call it Labor Weekend, we call, could call it something else. But Queen's birthday needs to go. Um, and I don't know whether we'll keep it while the Queen's alive, which may only be in the next short while, and then scrap it because I don't think they'll celebrate Prince Charles's birthday. Um, she hasn't got the popularity that she uh, he hasn't got the popularity that the Queen has. Well, your argument's certainly a whole lot stronger than Luxon's. <laughs> like, 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 just he hasn't looked at the calendar. I just find it so strange. I don't know why he would keep saying this without looking at a calendar and without one of his advisors going, "Hey, um, that would be six months without a public holiday. You really want to die on this hill?" And seemingly he does. Yeah. Mm. Oh, well, that's my thought. Okay. Thank, you. Thank you, Robin. Nice to have you on. Okay, so Robin's saying if we were going to scrap one so that we're not gaining a public holiday. By the way, I'm very happy for us to gain a public holiday um, because internationally we are mid-pack. But anyway, uh, if we were going to lose one, I agree with Robin that it makes much more sense that Queen's birthday would go uh, as opposed to Labor Day, given Queen's birthday falls uh, on the 6th of June. What's the problem with the holidays? Bad for business or something, is it? Really? Happy workers, happy business. Oh,
That's another thing I absolutely don't understand, I suppose. Roman, he doesn't understand uh, the obsession with closed-circuit television cameras in the CBDs to try and stamp out crime. He doesn't think it's the answer. There was that initial outcry from some sectors of society, more than others, of this is an invasion of our privacy. But perhaps the reasoning offered by civil libertarians was justified. We now have more than 10,000 CCTV cameras looking at you and me in our public and outdoor spaces, along with a plethora of other cameras owned by local and central government agencies. Now, in Auckland alone, Auckland Transport and Auckland Council own 5,685 cameras. Over the top, perhaps? Overkill without question. When the level of crime in Auckland appears to be rapidly on the rise. Now, you might think that spending millions of hard-earned dollars in central government tax and our local council rates was justified through the demonstrable reduction in crime, right? I don't think you'd find many opposed to the ongoing expansion of CCTV in our lives if that was proven to be the outcome, but sadly it isn't. A senior lecturer at Victoria University specialising in crime says there's very little evidence that CCTV deters crime. In fact, the only place it works is car parks. <laughs> yeah. Those of us that remain rational would never think to commit crime, but those that are often fuelled by alcohol and other drugs or acting under the direction of the seriously unstable gangs who often operate with impunity, well, you know, they're doing what they want. Come on the election. I'll be eyeing up a political party that promises to vastly increase our police numbers and provide us with greater police presence. Keep the cameras, but only if they can be proven to assist the police to do the job we expect them to do. Yeah, you always got those people, of course, who say, you know, if you've got nothing to hide, you've got nothing to fear, but, you know, put my whole life on camera, doesn't, you know, I'm not doing anything dodgy. But then... Right, the other day I ran into a bin on the motorway and it damaged my car. And so I looked at the dash cam footage and on the dash cam footage I can kind of see how perhaps I should have seen it. So basically what I'm saying is I should get rid of my dash cam. I think that's what I'm saying. Um, what I'm saying? Uh... Speaking of watching things on TV, we're not watching Netflix anymore. They've lost viewers. So, is it just that everybody's watched everything? How significant is this drop in subscribers? It's a big old hole. It, it is. Um, there's a couple of reasons why it happened. And that 25% share price drop is probably an overreaction. Um, one of the reasons, one of the things that happened to Netflix in the last quarter is they shut down their business in Russia. And that meant they lost 700,000 customers. So if, they, if, if that hadn't happened, they would have been up you know, half a million during the, um, during the quarter. Um, and that's, that's not the sort of thing that's going to happen you know, next quarter. It's not going to happen every quarter when um, you know, a, a war declared and you stop serving customers. Um, but the thing is, is that even, even putting that aside, it was lower than expected. I mean, the analysts were expecting it to be even higher than the $2 million, which Netflix is talking about. Okay. Well, now now they're considering bringing in ads yes. to subsidize cheaper subscriptions. If there's one thing I hate about paying for a streaming service, it's to get ads. But is that a fair trade-off for subscribers? It is if you can have a, an ad-free service and you carry on paying what you're paying today and there's a cheaper service of ads, then that's fair enough. I find I can't go back 
I can't do ads anymore. I mean, I used to make radio ads for a living, and yet I can't. I can't watch TV if there's ads involved anymore. I can't. I, I just flee the room, screaming. So I'll pay any amount to avoid watching ads. Just the guy who works at a commercial radio station. Uh, we're going to finish up here uh, with uh, Cardboard Talk. Who doesn't love a bit of that? ANZ. Some ANZ customers were able to pay with their debit cards for over an hour today. It's not good with the credit cards. We've just got a new person at the old local Foursquare. There I am, not being able to pay. What was I buying? Stupid stuff to make. Cardboard swords and shields. Actually, I'll tell you what. If you're having a craft day with your children, which sounds a lot more um, organised than it is, but if you are making things, I mean, here we go. I'll boil you to tears, right? One of the upshots of not having single-use plastic bags anymore, right? is at our local Foursquare, all the boxes that used to get, God knows what happened to them, they are now at the front of the shop for people to use to put their groceries in. Like, oh, scrimp and save. Works fantastically. And also it means if you're buying things, you can be quite free with how many boxes you grab, and you can use those to make things. And I don't know if there wasn't much corrugated cardboard around when I was a child, but what a tremendous building material that can be. When you layer it up with the PV, PVA glue, tremendous. Cut it with the um, scalpel, fantastic. Made a very good shield. Made quite a rigid sword, which I was surprised at. Very good material to work with. Great believer in corrugated cardboard. So there you go. That's my rave about that. That encompasses both parenting and the joy of the banning of single-use plastic bags. I'm actually ready to kind of go a bit further. I don't think I'm ready to actually build a Lamborghini out of cardboard, but perhaps something like slightly more challenging. Maybe even a finfish or a seahorse. Be an interesting Wikipedia page that the history of corrugated cardboard. When did that first start? It being a thing because it's got that rigidity about it. It's so fantastic. Did you spot the uh, weird bit in there? What do you mean? You thought the whole thing was weird? I think we're all a fan of cardboard, aren't we? Cardboard boxes. Um. Yeah, he cuts it with a scalpel. That's yeah. You heard that, didn't you? What's he doing with a scalpel? Who, who gave Marcus a scalpel? And why is he using it around his kids? They've got these things called box cutters. I think they're good for cutting boxes. You don't need to resort to a scalpel. And I don't think your scalpel's going to stay very sharp very long if you start hacking it away at corrugated cardboard with it. Can you just go out and buy a scalpel, can you? I don't know what's going on. I'm Glenn ZB. Uh, that has been News Talk ZB. So Thursday we'll be back with another one tomorrow. See you then.